Yeah. Yo, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear is a huff a puff and Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his songs about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Welcome to The Wolf and Owl Welcome, welcome, this is a very exciting episode of The Wolf and Owl uh, Ramesh, would you say twice or thrice reasons why? Uh, why do you say why? <laughs> I don't know, I just sort of <laughs> I mean, everything he said was wrong anyway What? In what sense? Well, twice or thrice. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, two that's, or three. Yeah, yeah. So it's two or three, but twice is like twice and then thrice. Yeah, but nobody gets twice reasons. Yeah, no. Thrice like, is it twice or thrice reasons? No, because you have two or three. Why? No, twice or thrice. Yeah, but I'm saying what is thrice? Is thrice German for three? No. What is German for three? Dry, I think. Dry. I, I'm guessing. I don't know. I don't speak German. I'm trying to think. Under trois in it in French. Oh God. <laughs> And <laughs> <laughs> toi in French, isn't it? Uh, uno dos tres. Uh, no, 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 it's not. It's under toi, catch what? a sang. Under toi. Under toi, catch under a sang. Under toi. Under toi, catch a sang, six, set. So six. you just pronounce it differently every time, yeah? <laughs> That's how I work with most of my language. <laughs> um, anyway, we're very excited to be here because, for a number of reasons, thrice reasons. Yeah. Reason number one. Uh, we're together in the room, which is so exciting. It's so exciting to actually be able to reach out and just touch you and ho- like look at you and just like, oh, you're you're yeah, so nice. Oh, <laughs> well, okay. Um, I've just spilt over a lovely lady has just brought in a really nice cup of coffee, and I've just knocked over the whole coffee. No, no, no. no you know what? We'll we're carry good. on regardless. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I can warm my hands by it. So, um, so the good news is the reason that we're together is we're in a recording booth because we're doing some. We're working here all day. Tom has already ruined the space. <laughs> no, well, I didn't know. I always have coffee to my right, not my left. Your, your reaction, by the way, to spilling an ent- <laughs> to spilling an entire cup of coffee was so understated. Bearing in mind that you've, you you'd fall off your chair if you saw a balloon. <laughs> That you spilt an entire cup of I coffee. I feel quite sedated. And you were like this. You were like this. Oh. Uh, yeah, but I oh, feel quite sedated. I thought you'd spilt a little bit. I thought you've knocked... And then I looked <laughs> the entire cup what of coffee. What I'm realising now is the whole of today, this booth is going to reek of coffee, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's it a strong bit. It's quite a nice smell, though, isn't it? I can't smell it yet. Can't you? No. I. You know what? I feel very serene and sedate. Okay. Sensual? Not, not as sensual as I thought I was this morning with being so close to you. Yeah. But I feel almost, you know, like when you uh, when you watch like a nature doc- documentary mm. and you sort of like see a hibernating bear yeah. who's just coming out of hibernation. Yeah. And he's like, oh, fucking, I don't know if I could be bothered like chasing bees and finding honey and stuff. Yeah. It's like, that's how I feel today. You just, you're just basing that on Winnie the Pooh, right? <laughs> yeah. So nightmare isn't it when you come out of hibernation and this like really annoying tiger comes up to you, just won't shut his mouth. <laughs> Try and go and get yourself cheered Eeyore up. Your bounces <laughs> over, mate. I don't want to hear your last story. 
I get quite. I get. I would say my energy. I've got an Eeyore energy. You are. You've got. Do you think like with the other animals, like when Winnie was, because the others like donkeys and tigers uh, don't um, hibernate, do they? No, I don't. So do you reckon like well, they when, also don't live in the same habitat? Yeah, I know, but. In Winnie, but in like Pooh Woods or whatever it's called, they did, right? Yeah. Is it? Is that what it's called? Pooh Woods, yeah. It's called Pooh Woods? Yeah, I think so. What kind of a narcissist is this fucking bear? <laughs> well, he's the king of the... I mean, to be fair, actually, out of all the bears in... Actually, a lot of bears, actually, in... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we've done MDMA and then started to the podcast. <laughs> even Paddington's quite chill, isn't he? Paddington? Yeah. Yeah, Paddington's very chill, If yeah. you came here as an alien and you just watch cartoons, you'd actually think that bears were pretty, you know, oh, they seem like a pretty sort of like like-minded, sort of chilled like bunch of people. Yeah, I do think there's t- there's too much talking animal stuff. If you're educating, like, you know, it's just sort of normal now, isn't it? All yeah. Animals talk. Yeah. What is your favourite talking animal? Um, I like, I'm a big fan of Tigger. Oh, really? Yeah. He has got an amazing, he's like the Joe Rogan of um, the woods. In what way? <laughs> he's just always up and he's always got some sort of like... He just feels like he's always got Doing some... loads of ice baths and yeah, yeah. <laughs> talking about how difficult it is to fight the other animals. How they probably rip you limb from limb. He's got quite a lot of motivating. Sort of sort looks of... off into the middle distance for a moment or so. It's quite disturbing. Is that how you mean? Yeah, kind of. But like sort of just with a little... Like like he's done a... He's double dropped. Yeah. Before he sort of... I don't know. That podcast is deep, isn't it? We've done however many episodes. Did we, did we get deep on this podcast, do you think? I, I mean, so again. far, I don't think we've said anything of substance. No. Uh, to be fair, we've done 300 episodes like that, though. Mm. And also, we are now in day two. of We spent the whole of Bank Holiday Monday together. Yeah, well, what do you think about that for our relationship? This is probably the most... Because we're working all day today. We've got three days. and then three Thrice days. Yeah, thrice days. Thrice, thrice ten-hour days. Now in a room... That's I don't know why they're all in a row. Sorry, I just tried to figure <laughs> out what I was saying by. I'm so sorry. But... Um, so we've got thrice days. Thrice days. So tomorrow, and also last night we gigged together. And we did, yeah. We were. It's actually from the moment we wake up to the moment we go yeah. to bed, we're together at yeah. the moment. Which was really. I, I, do you know what? I really. It was actually quite interesting as well because we we popped out for a sort of quick drink okay. after. Uh, basically, it's. I know what's going to happen now. <laughs> I know no. what you're doing now. <laughs> no, we. Popped I know out what for, you're doing now. <laughs> we popped out for a quick drink after, yeah. which is really nice, right? Yeah. I thought strange in a sense. Why? Well, it's. You're one of the first people I've been out with for a long time who didn't think they had to buy a round. This is, uh, this is so... I knew this is what was going to happen. I did try and buy a round. Look, what, I've been around a lot of people who've tried to slink out of buying rounds, right? Yeah. What I noticed was every time it looked like people's pints were sort of like getting sort of low on the ground, yeah. you started quite a big story. Yeah. And then sort of... Really? <laughs> Is that what happened? What happened is we met your agent, yeah, and then you uh, who asked me about misadventures, and then when I answered the question about misadventures, oh bloody hell, we won't stop going on about it. Uh, and no. then you just started doing this whole bit about what a narcissist I am. No, no, no. They asked you about one place, and then it was like sitting next to Michael Palin for about three hours mm. as you regaled stories. It was like fucking Francis Fogg coming back from his hot air balloon trip around the world. They are calling me Rajesh Palin. <laughs> Here's a question for you: Who paid for your shake? Uh, to be fair, it was a lovely shake. It, it was a lovely shake, but you didn't. It, let me tell you what happened, right? Oh wow! Because you've 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 absolutely <laughs> fucking walked into this, right? Well, okay, okay. You ordered. I ordered milk, uh, not a milkshake, whatever. Smoothie. It's a repla- meal replacement shake. Yeah, but w- w- it's a meal replacement shake. How many calories you were saying to me earlier before I not? Well, f- first of all, it's a meal replacement shake that you're having immediately after a meal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's it's got the calories of a meal. Yeah. How many calories in it? Uh, I looked. It's like five eighty or something. Oh, that's not too bad. I thought it was going to be more than that. Well, it's five. It's bad on top of twelve hundred, which is what you put away this morning. <laughs> Three croissants and a full fry up. You've done your day already, mate. I know. Yeah, I need to definitely. I, In fact, you've 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 spilt and ruined the only zero calorie thing you've got available. <laughs> I to. should have spilt this 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 really. Th- I mean, to be fair, if I'd spilt that, it, you'd have, need a sort of like shovel to get out of the mm. off the table. Anyway, the point is, um, I you did a, like a tactic in the shop. Because we went in, <laughs> it was not a tactic. It was. We went in. We ordered the shakes, and then you asked for. T- was it? How do you pronounce this? Turmeric. Is it turmeric or turmeric? Turmeric, man, definitely turmeric. How do you know it's definite? Because I've heard, I've been in like queues and heard people order them before. Okay, and I actually was in Waitrose not so long ago and heard someone say, "Oh, have you got any turmeric?" So, okay, Jesus, that's one of the most middle class stories I've heard in my life. <laughs> I was just lurking about the spices. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do that sometimes just to get the pronunciation. Sort of spend an hour or two in there. You get to so know. Sorry, what, mate. Why do you say that? coriander? Yeah. <laughs> so I've always said rosemary. <laughs> anyway, we ordered the shake, ordered the ter- and you just walked away. It, it was like you thought it was free. No, I tell you what, it was was what? like hopefully he'll get the hint now and pay. Put his hand in his pocket. What, you didn't even say thank you? No, that was bad on my part. It was bad. You, you, you know, but in all oh, fairness... You know what? I, it was like I was your butler in that <laughs> shop. No, what what happened, let's be fair, was we were actually having quite a fun chat. And I've got to say, and I do, I'm, I'm slightly embarrassed about this, because I actually thought, this is quite sort of party rom. Like, you, you know, like obviously you've been sort of like, the night before I'd seen you manspanning in this sort of pub, sort of... Like yeah, you took your jacket off and you started regaling stories. When right? You were can, can I just stop, can I just stop you just before you carry on? I'm happy for you to carry on with this bit. Just on the last episode, we had an extended chat about getting the fear after you've been on an evening, <laughs> okay. right? And getting paranoid about your behaviour. And what do you do? The very next episode, you <laughs> devote you you've spent last night. I imagine you didn't go to sleep at the hotel, been working on this routine. Getting all of the bits together so that you could absolutely destroy me now. <laughs> no, I actually, by the way, can I just say, you were, it was one of my favourite evenings. You were so, you were an amazing record. This, this is such, no, this is such. I actually, on the walk home, you know, like in life, right, there's moments where you just go, actually just cherish this moment. You know, even though there, there was a little bit of rain, the air was moist. There was a lot of rain, actually. Yeah. Uh, we we didn't acknowledge how much we were getting I, I was absolutely soaking wet this morning. Yeah, and, right. but I think we were drunk. Yeah. So I, we think didn't, we, I, think I, I looked across at you, there was water, like, running off you, and, and then I thought, holy shit, what's going on? And, and like, I thought, yeah, but I thought, this, you know, this is in a film, mm. this would be the moment that everyone goes, oh, that was lovely. Yeah. Yeah. A bit like a Damon and sort of like Ben Affleck sort of. I'm like. just an owl standing in front of a wolf. Yeah. Asking him to do a podcast. And... That little moment I really enjoyed. I did think like, and I enjoyed listening to your stories as well. I thought it was really... Don't, don't bother. Don't bother. <laughs> no, don't, bother. don't bother. Don't bother. Don't, I, don't, I don't need that now. This is as bad as what you're doing before. No, I really enjoyed it. And I, and I think everyone in the pub enjoyed it. What you did was, let's... First of all, I wasn't talking... Was I talking that loud? You, Tom, sat, you sat down and you went, this is rom. And you pretended to have a cigar. And then you went... Now let me tell you about Haiti. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was weird you took your shoes off in a pack. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Maybelline New York. 
Get ready to bring the heat with Maybelline's newest lip plumping gloss, Lifter Plump. Fair warning though, it's hot. Like, literally. It's formulated with chili peppers to bring a heated sensation and an instant plumping effect that lasts. Available in eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Hot Honey, and more. Buy Lifter Plump now on Amazon and use the code 10PLUMP to get 10% off for a limited time. Tap the banner to learn more. But we, we have had, like, so we went to, the, we did a gig. By the way, yeah. thank you to everybody that came to the gig last night. It yes. Was, yeah, it was fun, you. right? It was a really fun gig. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's always hard, isn't it, doing new stuff? It is always hard. And also there was like, I think a bank holiday vibe from me and you. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to, I feel absolutely drained. Mm. I feel like I'm on my very last. Well, you went to a wedding at the weekend, didn't you? Yeah. Shout out Laura Checkley. Yeah. Uh, and Claire. Beautiful wedding. Yeah, sorry I couldn't make it, guys, but um, mm, um, was... I, t- I t- try not to turn up to weddings I've not been invited to. <laughs> it was quite a few quite a few people asked where you were. Did they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I imagine Laura didn't. No, no, no. She no, knew she... exactly where I was. <laughs> Uninvited. <laughs> there was a real, yeah, there was a nice, it was a lovely, beautiful, beautiful day. Yeah. How do you feel about weddings? Are you a wedding fan? Am I a wedding fan? Uh... I don't know. I've got mixed feelings about it. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think the uh, compulsion to go really big on it and it to be like this massive thing. I, I slightly, I'm not that comfortable with. But uh, what I'd say with Laura's was beautiful. Is it was all under one roof, which right. was great. Like Toys R Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it went from room to room. Right. It was actually like a little. T- you don't remember? You know the Bedford in Balham. Yeah, Donald Cabaret. Yeah. It was in there, so it just went from room to room to. It room. It was in there. Yeah. That's wicked. It was incredible. Yeah. It was really. I'd love it if I'd had a gig like next oh, door. Mate. Just wandered past. Actually, you know who was having a gig there? Chris hey. Kent. Do you know Chris? Kent? Oh yeah, I know Chris Kent. Yeah. I like Chris Kent. He's Brit- he's. You really should watch good. his stuff. He's really absolutely good. amazing. He yeah. turned up, and I, I fanboyed him a bit. Did you? What did you say? I, he walked in. Actually, this is a weird thing. So there was also running. There's a pub, the Bedford, that which was just people just having beers. And quite a few times, I'd go out into the bar there because it was such a big queue at the wedding just to get a beer. And I was obviously in my suit, and then the coronation was on. Mm. So I'd go into the sort of bar and sort of order a drink, and these people would come up and go, I think it's amazing, mate. I think it's amazing the respect you're showing, Charles. And they thought that I had worn a suit to oh go to the pub and God. watch the coronation. Oh and I didn't want to spoil God. it for them and say, and I was like, oh, you know, obviously it's a big, big day. But I looked insane. They, they thought you'd put on a suit yeah. to watch the television? Yeah, to go down to the pub. I'd, I'd just gone, right, see you later, love. I'd, I'd gone down on my own to sort of, like I'd watch the football. Like I'd, like I'd put on a football kit to go and watch the football. Mm. I was dressed like I was, or I hadn't been invited like you were to the wedding, mm. to the coronation. Yeah. But I'd sort of just decided to sort of nonetheless enjoy the day. It'd have been like you sitting watching TV in your wedding suit. Mm. Sometimes I do that. But Chris Kent walked in and I was like, wow, it's Chris Kent. And I've been watching a lot of his stuff on Instagram, and I think he's hilarious. Mm. And I sort of went up, and he he was asking if I was at the gig, if I was performing, but I was just really, really excited to see him. Mm. Yeah, sort of gave him a bit of a hug. How did you feel about him thinking that you were going to be wearing that suit to be on stage? (laughs) (laughs) You're wearing a whole three-piece suit to (laughs) Saturday night at the Banana Cabaret. To do ten minutes in the middle? (laughs) Even your tour poster, you're not wearing a suit. <laughs> yeah, I'm changing it up. I wore a suit once, man, on stage. What? So, how, look, this is interesting, right? I was chatting to someone just the other day about this. What is the? What's the score? Because I was a mate of mine went. Yeah, if you wear a suit, though, you've got to be really, really funny. 
That's such bollocks. It was like coloured boots for football. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what is the score with suits though? Are they? Can, should you wear them or should you not? I mean, I look. I've got. I, I could talk about this for ages, by the way, about what's. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we're going to be sort of. We've yeah, been together no for twenty four hours. So yeah, yeah just, okay. It's good to talk about something new, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Take the top off a bottle of new conversation topics. Um, but um, so, I think what you is, is. I've thought about it a lot, right? And now I don't think about it very much at all. But it's like what you've got, what you wear on stage. It depends what your attitude is, right? If you're doing a tour show or you're doing a comedy night, people have come out, yeah. right? They've come out, and when people come out, they get dressed up. Yeah. And it's like good to make some sort of. Con- I think there's an argument. It's good to make some sort of concession to having had made an effort to deliver yeah. this show, right? So yeah. or to do this stand up or whatever. Yeah. You know, like people have their characters, don't they? Some people are like they're deliberately shabby, so yeah. that's what they're going to look like. So, but you are still making that is still making an effort. You yeah. are in character. Wearing a suit. The thing about wearing a suit is there is nothing distracting about what you're wearing. Then, do you know what I mean? It's like it's like you know, we should never ever. I don't think wear a t-shirt with like a slogan on it. No, or no, anything no. Like that I, I, I'd say that that. Like, or even like any yeah, kind of like wacky picture, or in, yeah, anything like that. It's Unless just, it's a Wolf and Owl one shout out. Yeah, yeah obviously. Yeah. Or if it's like a sp- specifically party rom, if you're wearing it, I think that's a good thing to wear on stage. Or you should a, wear a party rom t-shirt oh, for can your you next imagine tour. that'd be the fucking saddest. Imagine my tour poster. Tour's called Party Rom. Just me with a t-shirt on, double thumbs up. No, no, the thumbs should be in the belt loops. Oh, that's a great shout. <laughs> with one of those beer hats, yeah, and then just my iPhone in a holster. <laughs> <laughs> one of those beer hats with two cans of lager. Um, but so I, so it's like a thing where like but if you decide to wear a suit and that's your thing it just you don't have to decide anymore do you know what I mean it's just like a non-distracting smart thing you've got dressed up to come on stage so I used to wear like a for most of all of my stand up I used to wear do you remember I used to wear a blazer shirt yeah blazer did you have ripped jeans as well no I did not have ripped jeans <laughs> I, did, I didn't enjoy the the way that you enjoyed asking that question because you thought I did <laughs> I, I swear I've got a memory of you in a Blazer, ripped jeans, and like Chelsea boots. <laughs> Although, no, you know. another one of your imagined memories of me. <laughs> you know those boots that everyone had from all yeah. sides. I remember you used to you used to gig in like a full gimp suit, right? <laughs> and you just had the ball gag like you, propped up on your forehead. Did you quickly though? Did you ever go? Did you ever do that fashion thing? You remember everyone had those all saint boots. No, I that never, sort of. I no. could never get away with wearing no. them. They, I went for a phase of like just always wearing Converse. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, mean, I, I still would do that. Right. I mean, yeah, they're not that comfortable to be honest. No, I, I just don't like. They, they look because they look quite sort of small, don't you? On your feet, mm. they always look terrible on me. Yeah. Uh, so I went, went through a phase of wearing a blazer and shirt, and yeah, then I, I just thought, oh, yeah. And now I look back on it. I look back on like when I did live at the Apollo. Occasionally, you see it come up on YouTube, and I hate what I was wearing. Yeah. But I, I think that, I think that's always is that always the case. Yeah, my, I can't I, imagine looking back at a thing from a few years ago and thinking I looked absolutely amazing. I can't even imagine. Michelle Swartz sent me a picture of uh, one of our flyers from the Brighton Fringe in yeah. 2012, and I went for a really tragic stage of thinking I was cool and relaxed if I wore a baseball cap back to front on stage. Please, please, please tell me this isn't true. And it is true. It was backwards. Yeah. So no. So I go on with it forwards. Oh my god. Oh my god! So it's not even natural. It's like a, a, an affectation. And then I'd start talking. As I started talking, I get like, oh god! I turn it backwards. Like this is where the fun starts. Type of thing. 
I look like a really... Can I, um, listen, let me tell you something, right? I, and I mean this. <laughs> I honestly mean this. If I'd have come... If that had been my first experience of seeing you... We wouldn't be friends now. <laughs> no, no. There's absolutely, there's no way I would have been able to overcome that initial impression. Two thousand about fourteen. I'm surprised I made any friends or kept the ones I had in my life anyway. Like that's just, like for some reason I thought it was actually a cool, edgy thing to look like a frat boy. Like sort of like no, but it, a you know what? no, but it's one Tom. It's one thing to wear it to go on stage with it backwards, <laughs> to turn it round to go the comedy starts. Like your cap's a clock and it's comedy time. Or I don't know what the fuck you're doing. It was honestly, I look back now, yeah. I'm like, what was I? But the cap back to front as well. Because I, I, even then I'm what, like 2012, so I'm what, 33? Yeah. But you, but you, as we know, you've got a magic power that any hat in any position looks good on you. So I'd argue, I'd say that was my kryptonite, the fitted base. No, I think that's the closest you've come to sort of testing your powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, I, and failing, I'd say. Yeah. If, if, if you walked on stage you had your hat on backwards, I'd go, weird look, but fair play to the geezer. What if you, you walked on stage with it forwards, and went, hello, I'm Tom Davis, hold on, let's get this set started, and you twisted your hat to the back, I'd probably walk out. The thing is, you never saw me at that time, and you're joking, but essentially that's what the, uh, I used to do. <laughs> I used to walk on with my hat and go, hello, ladies and gentlemen. And sometimes I'd just stand there and soak them in. Yeah. Like there's like eight people there, and then I just you soak it. in eight people, <laughs> and then I go, I'm Tom Davis. Let's get this started, and then turn it around. Really. Wait, are you being serious? I think it was something. How like can that. you be? How can you, this person sitting opposite me, be that guy? Yeah, because I'm like Michelle Pfeiffer from uh, um, Dangerous Minds, like Greece too. Greece too. What does she do in Greece too? Oh no, not her. You know the one she goes out with. His name is Michael. Yeah. Oh yeah. Paul Ryder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he was a bit nerdy, and then all of a sudden he sort of like found it. Somehow found how to be remotely less nerdy and right. less geeky. Is that what's happened? Yeah, yeah. I no. Look, I look back at that and think, how do I earn a living from the same trade that that used to be my shtick? Mm. That genuinely how. There's 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 a reason why now I go. Oh, actually, I'm a pretty okay stand up. To that was my opening bit. Yeah. Look, if, was... it, if it makes you feel any better, I can tell you two stories related to that. Okay. Uh, one, uh, when I was with, before I was with Flo. Yeah. I was doing an Edinburgh show, and um, we had to do photos for the flyer, and I took some clothes and um, went to the photo shoot, and we took I don't know four or five hundred photos. And then my agents asked for a meeting. <laughs> All right. And so I went in and they were like, I sort of walked in, it's like sort of hushed tones. And I walked in and sat down and they said, so um, your photo shoot? I said, yeah. And they said, um, we've had a look at the photos. Um, and basically, well, let's have, let's, should we show you? And they showed me the photos and they said, Ramesh, it's difficult to say this, but because of what you're wearing, none of these photos are usable. <laughs> and, then and, we... then, and then they started showing me photos of other comedians. Looking cool. Yeah. And going like, they started telling me that I need like a capsule wardrobe and shit like that. What's a capsule wardrobe? It's where you've got like, I, th I think, by the way, I'm about to explain something. It's where you've got like some central pieces and then you rotate them, you know, like... You've got your core look thing, and yeah. then you sort of rotate around. And then, so that was bad, right? Yeah, but look, I'd say that I, I don't agree with the capsule. In, in my defence, I was completely broke. I mean, I had no money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, but but having said all of that, you can still dress well 
you know, you can dress well if you've not got a lot of yeah, money. Yeah, of do you know what I mean? It's just you've got to be a bit creative with it. Unfortunately, I wasn't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I went for the I went for quantity over quality. So I had loads of options, but all of those options were shit. <laughs> yeah, that was the story of my life back then. You're supposed to go. You're supposed to buy a couple of things that are really yeah. nice, right? That's what you're supposed. I was yeah. doing the opposite. <laughs> I look back at some of my old shoots that I did back in the day. Mm. I so, like when you had no money and you were trying to. I so bad, and I got talked into doing some really weird pictures. Like what? Like. Bit like there's one of me that this photographer sort of thinks was like oh let's make them a bit crazy and stuff mm. there's one that I'm sort of doing like a sort of lion roar and I'm on on the ground sort of like with my hand up like I'm sort of coming towards the like camera like David Brent <laughs> is that a photo in circulation I've, I can show you it I'd love to see it can I we can put sh- it on the gr- Instagram yeah uh, yeah we can put it on uh, he got me to do about three or four of these sh- and I thought I'd turn up in a flat cap and a sort of crew neck jumper thinking mm. oh this is quite a cool look and then the photos suggest that, yeah, it's a, it's a more sexual show than a guy who walks on stage and turns his back, a cat back to front. Um, I had a thing where um, I went to a photo shoot and there was a Union Jack. And it was about me sort of, I think the whole premise of it was about me being a, an Asian British comedian, yeah, yeah. right? And he said, um, I thought a cool photo would be if you made a turban out of this Union Jack. <laughs> Fucking hell. Jesus Christ. I understand the symbolism of it. Uh, he said, what do you think? I said, well, I'm not Sikh. I've <laughs> never worn such a big move. I've never worn a turban. That's a massive thing for him to sort of go, all right, love, no, no, I've got that Romesh Rangan Afan fella coming in for a yeah. photo shoot. Are you going to do the Union Jack thing, Tony? Yeah. We're going to yeah. get him to wear a turban. If he can't do the turban, we're going to get him to wear it like a nappy like Mowgli from Jungle Book. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've got, to, I've got to say, shout out to Rob Beckett because Rob has uh, basically taught me that if you're not comfortable with having a certain photo, you just say no and people are totally fine with it. Do you know what I mean? Whereas before, I, like when I first did photo shoots, I was so nervous and yeah, like, I obviously ha- hate having my photo taken. Whatever they would suggest, I would do. If they said, oh, do you want to just, can you strip off completely naked, tangerine in one hand and thumb up your ass? Yeah, mate. I, I would do it. I'd go, oh, what's the creative behind that? That's what I love about Beckett. One of the many things I love about Beckett. He's yeah. always had that vibe to him, hasn't he? Yeah. He's always had that. Well, it's just like, he just said to me, it's not about being rude, it's just... No, 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 you don't, you not don't doing want... things you feel uncomfortable yeah. with. Weirdly, just you mentioned like, naked and stuff. I went out for a meal, in, went for lunch in Edinburgh last week. Um, obviously, I was gigging up there, I didn't just go out to Edinburgh for lunch. And um, I was sitting uh, with Tony, and we were having our food. And there was Your a guy, driver, Tony? Yeah, mm. driver stroke friend, we're, we're pals. Right. And there was a guy on a table, right in my eye line, I showed you this picture yesterday... And his T-shirt got caught on the top of the chair. Yeah. And it was quite... It was the, the doors and windows of this place were open, mm. so there's quite a lot of air in there. His, pretty much his whole bum and his back were hanging out through the whole of my meal. Yeah, I've seen the photo. I, I think it's, uh, I would say, rough estimate, three inches of crack. Yeah. On show. I'd say yes, yeah. And, and, and quite... And quite unkempt, sort of... Arse, is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, arse and back. His arse was hairy, is it? Really That's hairy, what, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I so what are you at, saying? If you if you are going to no, put it in a window display, shave oh, yeah, it. Yeah, first. like I, I genuinely was like, I didn't know whether to go and say something to sort of like, hide, like protect his dignity by saying your bum and your back are out, mm. or number one, maybe he liked it because he was hot. He had a hot back and he was just like having it out. Or maybe to the that, window. Yeah, I mean, if he was his back was sweaty and he'd had to jog there, 
maybe he'd like I mean I don't think that was the case but it was out for the whole meal like yeah. have you ever had your like an ass crack hanging out have I yeah yeah you know it's out right that's well it's interesting you say I have that. a paranoia about it if I sit in a chair with, that, with an open back I'm, that I'm done I can't relax because mm. I worry so much about me being the person with my butt I know. and then also like when it's happened when I've sat on a chair and realised my ass I just think oh, what do I do now we've got to burn this chair yeah, <laughs> like this can't be reused. Do you do, do you do a thing where you stand up and pull your jeans up and yeah. then sort of sit back down really carefully, keeping that sort of yeah. jeans up? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, This guy though, I'm like, he must have known. But I don't. And know people if you... were work, walking past, pointing at his I, bum. I, I don't know if you do know. I, I, walk, I was walking past uh, the exact, almost exactly. It wasn't for the entire meal. I was walking past the Wagamamas recently. Yeah. I don't know how to specify. It doesn't matter. But and there was a guy just sat towards the window. And it was like his full art, like his full ass was on display in the window. And um, I was, thankfully, I wasn't having dinner opposite. I just walked past. Well, you should have knocked on the window, maybe. And said what? And done what? Just gone. Get your jeans up, mate. I know, but then, th- th- you know what the problem with that is? Is I think to myself, if he might discover that he's been, that that's happened, right? You know, he might go, oh, yeah. my ass is out here. And hopefully, for his sake, he'll think that's only been the case for a minute or so, right? <laughs> If I knock on the window and go arse crack, right, or yeah, whatever, it's like a bogey, then he's right? like, shit, this I, whole time. I, I felt bad. I'm like, I sat in that place for nearly an hour and a half, maybe two, like ch- chatting, having a laugh, mm. talking away. Right? Lovely ambience to the place outside the bum, right? I watched people come in and point at his bum. He was there for at least an hour that I was there, yeah. right? People were pointing at it. And yeah. I felt really bad because obviously his friends couldn't see it was out. And I kind of, I wish to this, wish to God I'd just sort of walk, like maybe whispered into his ear, you know, your ass is on show. Yeah. You know, and then, but then would that be come across as me being out of order? It's just such a That's fine, what I mean, it's difficult. Like it's, but if he had a bogey in his nose, I'd go, bogey in your nose. Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, and he lives in Edinburgh, I think, because I heard his accent. So, what, what difference does that make? Well, if anyone sees me, goes, "Oh, look, that's the guy's bum was hanging out in the Thai restaurant." I mean, how much do you are you remembering faces? Well, I can't even think about what his face looks like. <laughs> well, there you bum. go. Yeah. So the guys if anonymous. I genuinely though, if I saw a thousand bums lined up, I'd be able to pick his out. It's amazing. As soon as you said that, I got the visual. <laughs> You'd be able to pick his ass out of yeah. a lineup of a thousand bums. Yeah, yeah. I'll be able to scroll down and go, "There it is." Mm. You should pitch I that as a movie idea. It's it's a social faux pas, isn't it? Yeah. What I would say is I don't know if you do know. Because a couple of times when I've just been like around the house and like joggers and stuff, Theo's gone, you know your ass crack showing, right? Wow. And I haven't, I've been totally... See, Theo's a G though, isn't he? This is a difference between me, you and Theo. How do you mean? Well, Theo, I, I think Theo's got the confidence and also the, the decency to turn around to someone without even thinking about it and going, you are saying that, mate. Yeah, but what I would say in response to that is, one, we're at home. Yeah. Two, is his dad. Three, yeah. he seems to enjoy telling me. It's yeah. not. It's not even like he's doing it out of concern. He's like, Dad. Yeah. You know, you crack kills, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I worry so much about it if I go out. I don't think I, I can't enjoy a meal if I'm sitting in an open back chair and even the thought of someone walking past and going, "Oh my God, look at that hairy old ass crack." Here's a question for you. Yeah. Where do you wear your trousers on your body? I try to get them because just above my where, hips. Because where we wear them is part of the problem. Yeah, I mean, I've, the low riders sort of like with thong has gone from my world now. Um, <laughs> with a red thong. Yeah. Um, 
I remember that. It's the early days, right? Backwards <laughs> cap. <laughs> Low rise jeans. Yeah, drop them a little bit. Sort of essentially look like cap Mel. Cap goes backwards. <laughs> she look like Mel Black from All Saints. Fair <laughs> <laughs> <Play> workman boots. <laughs> High rising tummy top. <laughs> Singlet. Yeah, I think that guy's not quite as sexy as he thinks he is. So, where, like that, so what are you wearing now? I wear a tracksuit track bottom. Bomb. So they're like, where? Where are they sitting? They try, I tried to get them at the top of my hips. Right. But under, sort of under, your, under your stomach, right? Yeah, I mean, that's the trouble, right? Even now, and arguably I'm in better shape than I have been. Yeah. Uh, you look great. It's, it's still difficult to get a trouser over your tummy without it looking a bit like you've got a gunt. So, oh God, why did you say that? <laughs> That is, men have a gun, right? No. Don't they? No. What is a gun? A gun is I don't it? want to say what a gun is. Like, you should be able to guess just from that. It's a portmanteau. Two words combined. What's a portmanteau? That's what I, I gave you the definition as soon as you I know, said but it. I've never heard that before. No, I'm trying to educate you. Portmanteau, is that a thing? Yeah. How the fuck do you know this shit? Just, I don't know, living life. Portmanteau, that's such a cool fucking thing. You've just made me like doubt it now. I don't know. No, I think it's probably right. I mean, it would be an insane thing to have made up. I've not made, I'm not saying I made it up. I'm saying I might have used it in the wrong context. Uh, portmanteau, oh no. What? A word blending the sounds and combining the meanings of two. Yeah, I did get it right. But it's also a large traveling bag, typically made of stiff leather and opening into two. Oh, mate, I'd love to buy a portmanteau. You should get one. I'd love that. I the thought of going into a hotel and sort of going, um, oh, um, your room isn't ready, and going, oh, is there somewhere I could leave my portmanteau? <laughs> <laughs> and then they go, what? My portmanteau. Do you mean is that's a bag, right? Uh, it's actually a portmanteau. And what? what how, sorry, uh, how does that? How is that a portmanteau <laughs> rather than a bag? It's a large leather portmanteau. <laughs> <laughs> if you would stop. Uh, Picking holes in Okay, the there we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. It got very defensive. Anyway, <laughs> a gun is a portmanteau. Right, okay. What between? Gut. Yeah, okay, okay, cool, cool. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, so men couldn't have one. No. Yeah. Well, they could. So I've got a it's gick. 2023, mate. I've got a gick. You've got a gick, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the trouble with pulling, it, pulling your trousers up over your gick is yeah. it's... You you have a I, I, there's a way that a trouser looks when it goes. If you got a six pack, it's fine. Yeah. If not, it always. It, I don't well, think. Well, there's some nice trousers look. that are supposed to be worn sort of just under the navel, right? Not, yeah, 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 yeah. Suit trousers, high waisted. Yeah, yeah high waist. I find that incredibly uncomfortable and horrible. What are you? Because you got a Baftas shout out, Rom, hosting the Baftas this mm. Sunday. Amazing moment for you. Yeah, I'm trying not to engage with it. So every time it's mentioned, I sort of no, I, no, no. I get but are you wearing? What's, what's the suit you've got? Who's 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 dressing you? A little Tom Sweeney number. Oh. Red naps or would you? Or just no, no. no. Is uh, so? What are you going, are you going a full sort of? I'm actually tux? well. I can reveal exclusively. Oh wow! This is I, exclusive for Wolf I'm and going double breasted. Always the best way to go. Well, I've never worn a double breasted really? suit before in my life. Oh yeah. mate, you're in for a treat. Really, mate. I, I this is the only way I go now. Really? Yeah, yeah. So is that is that is that on the comeback now? I don't know. I said it three times like that. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think the double-breasted is just... I think it just makes... I think the confidence wearing a double-breasted suit is something very The problem special. is uh, sitting down, an issue? No, no, just open the buttons. But you can't wear it open, can you? I, I, I'd i have it open... No, no, take it off when you're, what, you're having a formal dinner. Yeah, afterwards, yeah. Yeah, yeah take it off. Are you, are you three-piece or two-piece? Two-piece. 
Is that better or worse? I know, I think you're going to look amazing. Mm. What colour? Black? Dark blue. Dark blue? Buttons? Yeah, there'll be buttons, yeah. No, what colour? Uh, Blue. Oh, no. I don't want to give any more details away. Speaking of which, I haven't got shoes anyway, I'll figure out. Oh, no, no, you should definitely get shoes. Don't wear trainers. trainers. I'm not going to wear trainers, no. Yeah, no, go. You know, we should wear those. What's, hold on, why do you, when you said don't wear trainers, do you mean for the BAFTAs or you hate suits? You hate suit with trainers. I don't think it's a good, I, I, yeah. I do it all the time. Do you? Yeah. I'm not a fan of it. I love trainers. I'm not doing it for you. No, no, but I love trainers, but I just think there's a time and a place. Yeah, there is. I wouldn't wear a pair of, like, brogues with a tracksuit. No, but it doesn't, because it doesn't work that way. I, you know what you should wear? I saw this really nice, shiny pair of black loaks the other day mm. that would look really nice on you. And I can get a half price discount for you if you want. How come? I know the guy who's used to work on the markets and how he works in oh, Loke. Cool, good, good to know, good to know. <laughs> really good to know. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is I've recently bought a pair of trousers that require to be worn higher. Right. I'm conscious and aware of them the entire time I'm wearing it. Does the back go in your bum at all? A little bit, yeah. Well, yeah. what I would say is much less chance of arse crack display that yeah, yeah, with yeah. those trousers. But then you've got the other problem that sometimes it looks like your ass is eating the trousers. Yeah. That's, yeah, really I've bad. had that. And when you've got as, as flat an ass as I have. <laughs> your ass isn't, I think it's got less flat. It's more subtle. I've, I, I reckon I've done, rough estimate, 10,000 squats in the last year yeah. to try and deal with the I, but, and I think complete it's absence of arse. I had a little glimpse like yesterday. It, what? What? No, you got up and went to the toilet. Right. And it looked... And you followed me in, and then you sort of looked over the top of the cubicle, yeah. And what did you say? I saw, I saw someone had done 10,000 squats and asked, his ass looked less, less, less flat. <laughs> they looked like, it'd be, like you'd had a little bit of a bum lift. Really? Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks nice. Yeah. It's a, de- it's a decent looking cherry. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Are we doing emails today? Yes, we are. Would you like me to do some? Yeah, let's do some. Uh, I, I, I feel my energy today is very, very, yeah, very... Yeah, we're both very vibey. Okay, hold on. I think I'm going down with a cold. Grace has got a cold, and she's also got a cold and an obsession with sticking her fingers in my mouth after she's put them in her nose. Oh, God. Really? Yeah. I think that's what Is that specifically what's happening? I think, Every yeah. time? Yeah, I think she's just trying her luck with things. Okay. Is there a, like, she feels now that sort of... You know, like she, she'll do something and then she's at an age where I'll go, don't do that thing. Yeah. And she'll just smile and do it or she'll just wave at me, laugh and then do it. And it feels like, that is that the start where they're like... You shouldn't start this early, no. But oh, okay. Yeah, that well, well that's good in that sense that she's really sort of like progressing mm. in thinking that I'm an absolute mug <coughs> and that she can just walk no, all no, over. No, mate, that kids do that to you all the time. That's, that's like normal. It's just like everyone else in the world just walking oh, all over me. God, why are you doing this? <laughs> Okay. Uh, thanks once again to the Swan for selecting the emails. Shout out to Swan. Uh, this is... Oh. They've not signed it off, but I'm going to... We'll just keep it... Oh, no, guinea pig. Hi, Wolf Allen Swan. Guinea pig here. First email. I'm only on episode 56. I'm not sure you still do emails. Oh, my God. That's quite... That's uh, a stab in the it's dark, the one, it? the one singular format point we've managed to keep <laughs> that's up That's a stab in the dark. And shout out to... I mean, it's going to be amazing in, what, 250-odd episodes when she comes to her... Or he comes to his. If um, you really think this person's going to make it all, all that way. Uh, not sure if you still do emails, but couldn't wait to write in. I need avo- advice on my boyfriend, the alligator. He's a bricklayer and I'm a cleaner. He gets up early for work. He gets up at 5.30 to start at 7. 
Well, every morning he snoozes his alarm for at least an hour. So I have an hour of constant alarms. Any advice on how I can stop this happening? Love the pod. Sorry about the spelling and grammar. I'm dyslexic. No good at writing. Laughing face emoji. Thank you, guinea pig, for your email. Shout out, shout out to guinea pig. Do you uh, know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a bit of advice here no, for everyone. That's the whole point. With snoozing. Go on. It's the worst thing you can do. Correct. It's terrible. Absolutely correct. Because basically what happens is you wake up, and when, when your alarm goes off, the theory of an alarm is it wakes you up, you're awake, you get out of bed, and you start your day. Once you start hitting snoozes, mm. and it's usually a 10-minute snooze, you'll then go into a sleep cycle again. When you put your head back down, you'll close your eyes, and every sleep cycle, when it starts, should last for a minimum of three hours. So what happens is you then do another 10 minutes, so you, you start going to a deeper sleep within that 10 minutes, like the first bit of sleep, and then you wake up again, and then you'll hit snooze and you wake up again. And then, and actually what's happening, it will make you throughout the day more and more and more groggy because you're never actually getting that proper Hold on, you, don't, if you, you can go to sleep for less than three hours if you want, can't you? Yeah, you can, yeah but yeah. like the deepest part of your sleep is the first bit of the sleep. Right. And if you interrupt that, you're constantly interrupting it, and then that's making you... You, that, that's why you start feeling groggier and groggier. Whereas if you get up, as soon as your alarm gets up, you know, wake up, have a coffee, have some water, whatever you're going to do, and start your day. And that's the best way of having it. Am I think I... snoozing, by the way, is the most selfish behaviour. What? I think when people like, yeah, I can't like, I never snooze. I never have done. Yeah. I'm an anti-snooze kind no, of guy. No, it's good, yeah. I mean, it's good for you to be so judgmental about it when other people choose to do that. I always think like with snoozing, you just I just don't think you feel any better. It's a false economy. You like you hit the thing, you 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 don't feel better for having done it. And the other thing I've no I've realised it's taken me such a long time to realise is if you wake up like whatever your alarm goes off and you go, do you know what? I'm not going to get up now. I'm going to get up in an hour's time. It's just pointless. You yeah, might, you might as well just get up. You're, that hour. You just you're just wasting it. You're saying what you're saying is you've literally just got to get up and go. I am going to seize the day. <sighs> no, no. But what I mean is 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 what I'm agreeing with you. I would love to see you in a situation. You know, like um, when you watch like a Disney cartoon, or you like you know, sort of like a Hugh Jackman mm. sort of movie, of you sort of leaping out of bed and you've got all those night shirts on and you're like. You know, like the end of Scrooge, like the Christmas Carol, mm. when Donald Duck played him, yeah. right? It's you jump out and you're like, I'm going to take today to pieces. Wasn't it uh, Scrooge McDuck that played him? Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. yeah but Donald Duck's uncle. Yeah. Uh, he only did, by the way, it was like, he didn't do a lot of stuff, did he? Who, Scrooge? Scrooge, he had his own cartoon. but Yeah, it was like, DuckTales. Yeah, but he didn't, like... It was it like, DuckTales? Yeah, it was it? DuckTales, yeah, but it felt like it was very typecast. How do you mean? Well, he played Scrooge, but also his part in DuckTales was very similar to... Yeah, but yeah. What, what? So what? You're saying do, like Donald Duck had range? What did he do? <laughs> Goofy his... had range. No, I don't think any of the duck characters in Disney had any range. Yeah, but who has and got also, range? Uh, who has got me? range? Mickey Mouse probably. Mickey Mouse. Has Mickey done Mouse has played a variety of different. Yeah. Goofy. Yeah. yeah. Well, G- Goofy. Goofy's like the Tom Hanks of cartoons. In what I mean. way? He's just got a lot of range, and also there's no, a he lot. He hasn't. Of... <laughs> He's got loads of range. He can be funny. Like he can be. That's the end of that. <laughs> you know, he he can be quite sad at times. No, he can look sad, sure. Yeah. But uh, Goofy's not pl- he's not played any gritty roles, has he? Is that what you're saying? I think, by the way, there should be more cartoon dramas, like where you get these, you push these, like, Disney characters into saying, like, a line of duty, with, but with yeah. Disney characters. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see something like that. I and would, then I yeah. reckon out of everyone, Goofy would shine. 
like yeah. it was, in a way. Yeah, it would bring Disney as a corporation so to its knees. Yeah, it wouldn't get a part It's Donald Duck. Because he'd come in for the audition, you'd be like, I'm sorry, mate. You're brilliant. You're really, really funny. You seem like a sweet lad. But, like, your voice is very, 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 like, it's all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what's the, what's the, what are you laughing at? You... I'm just saying, he's not going to get a lead role in it, is he? And Scrooge, I'd be like, you haven't got enough, you know, you just don't feel there's enough. Right. He played a gnarly old old boss probably somewhere, which is his thing. What I've realised is if you're left interrupted, you will eventually talk yourself out of the idea. <laughs> No, I'm just saying with Disney-wise. Like, but that, first that... of all, first of all, let me just say, I don't think they should do dramatic cartoons. What? Really? Yeah. I think... Terrible. I'd like to see someone give it a try. Yeah, and the good thing about those kind of cartoons, they're really cheap, so it's, I'm sure they're going yeah, to get got on all that. Of, no, oh, got... yeah, we, Have you heard this podcast? Yeah, apparently Tom Davis got this half-assed idea about us doing a dramatic cartoon. Do you want to do it? Yeah, how much is it going to cost? I don't know, like three, four million, just to do like a little taster. <laughs> no, they've got Goofies already there. Once they've got them drawn, they're almost they're what well, they, you know, they're established credentials. Um, there is uh, a Mickey Mouse ride at Disney, right? right? And it's like a little fairground thing where you're yeah. going through this track, and the visuals on that, it's you like you like it's like you're in a cartoon. Do you know at the end of Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Oh my god, one of my favourite films. When they that. go into the cartoon thing, it's like that. It's in, it's incredible. There, I remember as a kid, uh, I used to go around to my mate's house, and he lived in a flat. And there was like a sort of roof, you know, where the bins are mm. in the flats. And someone had thrown a Roger Rabbit toy. And I'd never seen them before on the top of this roof. Yeah. And I used to sort of go home and plan ways of getting on that roof and trying to get this Roger Rabbit toy. It was up there for months. No mm. one ever got it. And I never got up there. I tried sort of climbing up a bin. Just, it was just too tall. Yeah. I sort of thought about it now and again, wondering if he's still up there. Poor bastard. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it... it, it... <laughs> In answer to your uh, query, um, I think you need to tell your other half not to snooze anymore. Yeah. Just set the alarm later. He will actually feel better for it. Yeah. Also, he's getting up really early. For seven? Yeah. He's got to be at work at seven. I don't think that's that early, is it? He's got to be at work or he leaves the house at seven? No. Well, uh, it starts at seven. Oh, okay, cool. That's fine. Um, but yeah, he needs to stop snoozing. I, yeah. I often do that where I set... Basically, you need to think more careful about when you set your alarm for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, exactly. the key. That yeah. is the key. What time's your alarm usually set for? Uh, normally six. Yeah, same. same. Or six six twenty-five. Yeah, because yeah. we really have run out of shit to talk about. Now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is from the lesser spotted capybara. I think. Wow. It, mm. Uh, Dear Sweet Souls, thank you both for the entertaining work that you do, especially this podcast has got me through some tough times. I find myself in need of some advice. I haven't asked friends as I don't want to risk anything getting back to my wife. I've been married for 10 years with two beautiful children. I'm very lucky to have a lovely home and stable job. We work very hard and my wife's got a good job that pays better than mine. My issue is that I get a set amount of spending money each month and I'm finding it hard to make it last. Well, my wife, my wife seems to be able to go out for meals and drinks with friends whenever she feels like it and constant deliveries of clothes. I don't begrudge her having a good time as she works really hard and is a great mum and general life organiser, but I'm increasingly feeling like I've got the rough end of the stick. When I get invited to a rare boys' night out, I usually tell them I'm working as I simply can't afford to go. When it's come up before, she's shrugged it off that she earns more than me, but she spends the same on cigarettes a month that I have for everything. She probably earns around 20% more than me and must have at least twice the spending money I get, so I'm really struggling to get my head around it. When we rarely go out together or go for a meal uh, or day out as a family, she'll pay as I can't afford to. I find it really hard to broach the subject with her, but I'm getting more resentful as time goes by as I'm working harder, more hours and more stress than ever with no kind of lifestyle to speak of. 
She's always worked out our finances. She's really good at it, so I've never really taken much notice. Should I say I want to take a more active role in our finances as a way to see what's going on? I know that if I earn more money, I'd be happy to share everything, as to me, that's what it's all about. I don't want her to feel this way. I don't want to sound negative towards her, as I love her very much, but don't want this to come between us. Any advice would be much appreciated. Well, this is a sticky one, isn't it? Well, this is a sticky one. A resentment is a vile concoction of feelings that can dwindle away and set a fire of disappointment in a relationship. Uh, <laughs> I think that the truth of the matter is, when it comes to saying like this, is really um, having that open discussion about it. Like, I think, like in any in any scenario, in any relationship, if you start feeling this way, uh, in any yeah, it's just basically having quite an open and frank discussion about you how you're feeling, and and I think being open because it's clearly making you quite down and making you quite upset and i think being transparent with that is a really really powerful thing with a relationship um uh, and I, th- I think as well it's like finding th- ways of i suppose being in control of, of sort of some of your money and, and and as well i mean look i mean in in my relationship you're like i go out and work Catherine, uh you know looks after the grace she does her own stuff but for me our money is our money it's like if Catherine wants something or needs something that's her money as much as it's mine there's no like there's no go- there's no gate to like oh yeah I, I you know this is what you can get and there's no you know no more I think that once you sort of marry someone I think everything you you, you have you share right and I think that's and, it, and yeah like I say otherwise I think that resentment sort of creeps in and it sort of feels like you're probably in a place where this has been sort of a bit of an issue for a while. So, yeah, have a chat, chat sit down, uh, be open about how you feel and, and sort of say that it's, yeah, it's becoming quite a sort of taxing thought upon you. So uh, good luck, my G. Good luck, my friend. Really good advice. How do you think uh, this being in this beef is affecting how you're talking? Because uh, uh, let me just tell you how you just did that whole answer. You've become like really fucking late night radio. Well, I'm aware uh, that, I'm aware yeah, that like, just, uh, just just during that bit, number one, I've got a very late night radio yeah, energy the thing today. Is, uh, but we've you been know, joined with, uh, by more people in the with relationships the booth uh, next door. It can be really tricky. Because, uh, <laughs> I've basically become like Vanessa Phelps. Uh, often you can get yourself into a financial situation, and then in my marriage, um, we try and split things 50-50, and it's, uh, I try not to be a financial gatekeeper. <laughs> Anyway, we're this asking the roast. Uh, what's been <laughs> the most for. what's been the most difficult journey you've had into work? Um, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> We'd love to hear from you. Um, we'll get you straight into the studio, have a little <laughs> chat. Hopefully while away those wee early morning hours as we wind our way to and the new morning. I'm passing this on to Anton Ferdinand. <laughs> <He's> got- <laughs> Uh, anyway, listen, uh, I've got a couple of questions about this email. First of all, why has your wife got twice the money as you if you earn 20% less than her? I mean, basic maths doesn't work there, does it? Uh, equally, um, it just needs sorting out, man. Do you know what I mean? I just, oh, well, this I, is great advice. It does. Listen. By the way, I'll, I'll take I, being a fucking late night radio person over like your call. Cool, like, it just needs sorting out, No, but man. I'm saying it needs emergency <laughs> sorting out. It's That's like, why it's written in. This is Give urgent. Advice. Yeah, this is urgent. Yeah. What I'm saying to you is, you need to talk to her about this today. You've okay? got a real TikTok vibe to your advice today. Huh? A real, that's a real TikTok attitude. Yeah. Listen, take life, <laughs> grab it, scruff of the neck time, okay? Smash it. You're a star. Everyone's an individual. Do your thing. You deserve everything you want in life. 
Think about what you want to be. You can be it. I promise. Um, no, I just think that, like, I think it's like it needs urgent. Yeah. I don't think that's. I don't think that's a small thing because that's like, a massive thing. Because like, like, what's the point if you're not enjoying love, life? All right. What's the fucking point? He's working yeah. his ass off, yeah, and man. he's not getting decent wedge for it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I, I, I would, I would say. If you don't want to be that confrontational about it, I would just say I'd like I'd I'd like to be more involved in working out the finances. Yeah. But the truth of it is, I sort of feel like she probably knows. If you, if she's getting loads of clothes and stuff and going out all the time and spending your basically the equivalent of your monthly allowance on cigarettes alone. There so is how something How much is she smoking as well? Well, that's another problem. Mm, um I think you need to have a chat right now as soon as you hear this. <laughs> As soon as you hear this, you need to go and have a conversation. Because I think, I think that, like, I no, just... I, I, I agree. I think it's, yeah. I, no, I love that you've become the more passionate one in this relationship. Well, I now. just think it needs sorting out. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Okay, listen, we need to, uh, we need to wrap this thing up. Um, Tom? Yo. Uh, could you do... Well, how, but first of all, I would say... This hasn't been a gold standard episode. No, I think this has been a very relaxed fair. Yeah. I think, yeah. It's yeah. partly because of the room, isn't it? It's the room. I felt I knocked coffee over within the first 35 seconds yeah. of the thing. Um, yeah, and I just genuinely feel my energy at the moment, full stop, is very slow. Yeah, but, you know... Um, I feel like Eeyore. The you know, truth of the matter is, it's been great <laughs> to do an episode where we're both together in the in booth. A room. And uh, smooth, smooth sounds here on All For Now. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Charlie Buffon was the youngest of all the <laughs> Is that kings. Because I just said both. <laughs> yep, Charlie Buffon was the youngest of all the king's children's children. <laughs> oh God, Charlie Buffon was the youngest of all of the king's children. When they go out and play, uh, he'd often be left out because he was the youngest and didn't have things in common with his older brothers and sisters. He used to look at his dad sitting there ruling over the kingdom with his big cloak and his massive shiny crown. Um, anyhow, one day Charlie was out in the gardens and he started to talk to Mr. Brewster, who was the gardener. Mr. Brewster showed him how to plant plants and grow trees and mow the lawn and look after some of the livestock, cows, sheep and pigs. And Charlie found this really interesting. Um, he enjoyed it actually immensely and went to his father and said, actually, Dad, instead of a king ruling over the country, I'd actually rather be a gardener or a farmer. And his dad said, don't be so preposterous. Preposterous. You are son and you are my heir. You shall be a king one day. Anyhow. As the king passed away and the crown was moved to brother to brother to sister to sister, young Charlie kept on working as a farmer and a stable hand. And before you knew it, he had a thousand farms and all of the animals <laughs> loved him. <laughs> and wherever he went, horses would neigh loudly and cows would moo and he'd stroke them. And one day he was walking <laughs> his brother. And his brother said, um, oh, the stresses of being a king are abundant, uh, trying to help people out and trying to run the kingdom. And he had big bags under his eyes. 
And <laughs> Charlie said... Jesus um, Christ. <laughs> Charlie said to him, I don't feel any stress. Yeah. The animals are my way of life, my brother. And actually, sometimes, not all kings wear a crown. <laughs> So yeah, the, the moral <laughs> the moral of the story is this: um, don't look for amazing things when beautiful things are right in front of you. Wow! Yeah, that was yeah. The energy there was really it was a hell of yeah. a journey. That yeah, yeah. So that very very simple, <laughs> very very concise uh. lesson to be learned for that. Very twisty, meandering story. Yeah. By yeah. the way, a thousand farms sounds incredibly <laughs> stressful. Yeah, it does. Well, stressful, but he, he yeah, took it all in his path. Mm. Uh, okay, look, thank you so much for listening to The Wolf for now. Uh, the song we're going to play out with, uh, Jack Harlow, uh, who was a rapper that I was introduced to by my son. That's how I keep my finger on the pulse. Uh, it's got a new album out called Jackman, and there's a song on it that I really like called It Can't Be. That's what we're playing out with. Lovely. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed uh, this Slow little sojourn pace. into the world of the Wolf and Owl as we bid you a good day. Wish you all the best. Whatever you're doing, do it well. God bless. Good night. God bless you. Take care of yourselves from both me, the Owl, and more the Wolf. Good night. It can't be the eye contact with these crowds. It can't be my pen. It can't be these verses that make people feel like I'm talking to them. It can't be the homage I paid. Nights when I could have left the studio early, but I stayed. It can't be the tone of my voice. It can't be the thought I put in every choice. It can't be the Jeep instead of the Rolls Royce. It can't be the downtime with my boys. It can't be the tribe and the biggie and the knives. The outcast and the missy and my iPod. It can't be the absence of any facade. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.